Hello, I'm Roger Ashton Griffiths. I play Mace Tyrell in Game of Thrones, and I gather that you're all fans, which is why you're listening to Stark Raven Mad. I hope you're all going to have a fantastic Season 8, and I wish you all the very best. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. This one is going to be our second thoughts episode on the season, excuse me, series finale of Game of Thrones, uh, titled The Iron Throne. Uh, season 8, Episode 6. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and I'm joined in person by... Marcely Jean-Pierre. Hunter Steffes. And live via satellite by... David Danella. Hello, everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, we do have some bits of business to go over. Not much. Uh, we always light the beacons and ask for reviews. If you like what you are hearing, go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. We got a couple... Of those over the last week or so, we got a bunch of ratings, a bunch of people throwing up some uh, uh, multiples of stars, which is fantastic. Uh, but uh, we only can shout out people that leave some uh, some words behind. Uh, we got one from We Us Eleven Eleven, uh, who says that we say the words like too much, uh, but they like the podcast, so <laughs> that is that is wonderful. We appreciate that. We Us Eleven Eleven. Thank you, my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, and also, Penny Full of Dread. Uh, easily one of the best uh, Game of Thrones podcasts. Uh, and sound could be better, as we know. Uh, very funny overall. Uh, and hopes the finale doesn't disappoint. Oh, oh you <laughs> sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and Penny Full of Dread, don't worry about that, because uh, what we're going to do... Is we've got this Patreon off the ground, <laughs> and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna with our brand like powers go back to the beginning of this podcast, yeah. invest that money, <laughs> and uh, buy some buy some microphones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, there there are two notes to that to that David. Uh, one is that uh, we do in fact have a Patreon that is mm-hmm. that is up. It's uh, patreon.com slash watercooler w o o d e r c o o l e r. And we are uh, in the process, not in the process, we have now amassed a total of $1 per month. So uh, (laughs) we are on our way uh, to uh, brand-like powers, uh, and we also are on our way to better sound. Once again, something that would have been useful uh, several years ago. Uh, But in our next few podcasts, as we we do them, you should notice a... uh, Improvement in sound quality. Not content, but sound quality. Um, it will still be the same like-like stuff. Uh, and also, last bit of business uh, is a shout-out to our 100th reviewer, uh, Giovanni.Ruff, a.k.a. Dominic. Uh, they run a site called Day11Podcasts, uh, Day11Podcast.com, which is, as far as I can tell, a, uh, a podcast that cuts together other podcasts covering particular shows. So, uh, for example, this is Game of Thrones podcast. If you go to their Game of Thrones one, it's going to be some of the best parts of Game of Thrones podcasts. So if you're one of those people that listens to a whole bunch of different podcasts, why waste the time? Listen through <laughs> all of ours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, They're uh, like podcast DJs. Yes. Uh, yeah, it is, uh, from what I can tell, a lot of work. Uh, so thanks for doing that work. Uh, Day11podcast.com for more information. Uh, and also, we're going to continue doing episodes, uh, as I mentioned a moment ago. And uh, all of these reviews that we're getting, 
uh, will be entered to win uh, a contest. We're going to announce that contest winner, uh, which will be the book Fire of Blood uh, or a Game of Thrones shirt. You'll have that choice. Uh, and that winner will be announced on our uh, Season 8 SR Emmys Awards. Uh, and you have to subscribe because we don't have a date release for that. So subscribe to the podcast so you can know when those come out. Uh, and that is that is it for the for the business end of things. Now for the second second thoughts, Marcelli, you weren't here uh, no, on Sunday, so this is this is your first impressions, uh, and you were a little bit removed from the show, so the sure. dust has settled, the mind has cleared. What are your thoughts on the series finale? Um, so I remember uh, a few days ago, just sitting in my seat, sitting on my couch, watching the episode, and as the final minutes were were uh, were occurring, I I just remember not feeling anything, and I, I kind of still feel that way. I, yeah. Um, I don't think I have any strong emotions about the episode at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I know some people are very angry. I, I wouldn't categorize my my emotions as very angry. I would. I I feel kind of indifferent, and mm-hmm. and I feel like that's worse. I, I feel yeah. like that's that's a little worse, and just the fact that I'm I feel so indifferent, and I don't have strong emotions about a show that I've loved so deeply. Uh, it is disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's disappointing, and. Uh, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who, you know, feel similarly and, you know, based off of the last episode, I, you know, you all reflected some of my, my feelings pretty accurately as well. Uh, Because there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense uh, from a storytelling perspective. And, you know, we'll, we'll be able to dive into that a little bit more specifically, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely share that uh, sentiment. Uh, Hunter. Um, It was... Uh, a heavy load for Peter Dinklage. This yeah. guy's in like yeah. most of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought it was like goofy. <laughs> like it was kind of goofy. Yeah. There's a, a dragon that's either afraid of a chair or understands symbolism. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the, the king selecting process made zero sense, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not too worked up about it either. It was kind of, you know, I feel the same sort of lack of emotion. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, slightly tickled by the things that are <laughs> silly to me. Yeah. That's about it, yeah. Sure. Uh, David, any quick uh, second impressions? Um, I mean, I, I, no, I mean, none that won't come out in the course of the rest of our conversations. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, except, except to say that this, this, uh, that I have not had a sound night of sleep since the show ended, <laughs> uh, because I just keep thinking about things, um, which is fine. <laughs> I'm always thinking about things, so this is maybe this is par for the course. Yeah, no, I, I kind of, uh, I, I kind of have experienced something similar because I, I feel like every every day there's like chunks of time throughout the day where I just figure out something or something else pops up in my mind that uh, it frustrates me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, about the, the more so about the series in, as a whole because of the season. Um, but then I realized like, uh, like a, a specific detail that really was just like thrown away mm-hmm. and, uh, or, or like a specific setup that just like didn't pan out to be anything. Yeah. So that's rough. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Like I, I still days removed, don't feel one way or the other. Like I'm sad that the show is uh, has ended. That sucks because yeah. uh, it was even at its uh, worst, which was season eight. I would have to say in yeah. terms of um, overall, um, uh, not necessarily overall quality, but just just uh, pacing for the most part. Yeah. Uh, really suffered from it. Um, yeah, I, there was, in a weird way, I, it felt like you got closure, but no satisfaction, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know how things end. Like, you cut to, you only read the the plot line of each episode, and that's 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 what it felt like season eight was. Yeah. Right. That's, that's all we got. Yeah. Yeah, you just read the back of the, <laughs> of the book of each, yeah. each season. Each, you, you read yeah. the uh, Day 11 <laughs> podcast uh, <laughs> version of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. Well, we're going to go through the main beats, uh, and it'll be open for discussion, and if you want to wander around, that's totally fine. Sure. Uh, so the episode is following them as they walk through the ashes of uh, King's Landing, the ruins of now what was once King's Landing uh, in some yes. of these areas. Uh, and, and immediately, first uh, first moment of uh, where a, a question pops up, which is, what the fuck was that horse all about? If Arya's <laughs> immediately yeah. back. She was right back there. Yeah, where'd she ride to? <laughs> just the front gate. <laughs> <laughs> she just took a couple, you know, the spin around a couple blocks of uh, King's Landing. Like, just... there is so much to wonder about this episode, David. That that was a new one for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about the horse, but yeah, what the fuck was that horse about? <laughs> yeah, I thought the next time that we saw Arya was going to be like in probably Winterfell or somewhere mm-hmm. just completely yeah. different, somewhere that's not King's Landing. <laughs> yeah, I remember talking on the podcast last week, like, well, uh, in christian mythology the white horse is the uh you know the bringer of death uh symbolism for death so Arya is clearly going to kill <laughs> cersei yeah. and then the whole red eyes blue eyes green eyes uh yeah and uh, then we don't see the horse yeah. cersei gets crushed by rocks right. it's like terrible i think yes. it was them taking one more shot at like this will give people something to theorize about yeah yeah <laughs> just another one of those to not pay off yeah ridiculous Hmm. Uh, the speech by Danny in front of uh, the Dothraki, the who, did anybody die? Was anybody killed in the, the Battle of Winterfell, any of these Dothraki? They're still pretty deep. Yeah, because it really seemed like during the battle, a few may yeah. have survived. A handful have survived, but between the Unsullied and the Dothraki, they, do, they did not look halved by any means. No. Just... Uh, the Dothraki apparently are the um, are the tribbles from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, the gremlins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got the the snow melted on them. They got wet and they multiplied. Um, Maybe uh, they just got lost in the dark. You know, <laughs> they just kept riding. They just kept riding, yeah, and then eventually they came back. They're like, we went too far. We missed them. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, the one thing we've said before on the podcast, uh, last week even, was that Danny has been selling these things. Yeah. Uh, uh, Amelia Clark. 
Shout out to Amelia, yeah. big listener uh, from Shout the out podcast. To Shout yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hit up that Patreon, Amelia. Uh, doing doing really well, uh, acting the hell out of it. Yeah. Uh, yes. So there's there's that, but I just don't understand some of the stuff that they spent so many seasons really worrying about just wasn't a concern this time around. Yeah. And there's such a long list of things, of concepts that were introduced and just never revisited or concepts that were uh, built up and then just totally thrown away in the last mm-hmm. two seasons. And it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah. yeah. I won't get into brand stuff because I know we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. But uh... it, this is another thing that I could have bought with a, like just a little more lead time and a little more build. Like it's not crazy to me that um, a person with a dragon would, you know, turn into a sort of dictator, right? Sure. Like I've <clears throat> never been super in on uh, the Targaryens as characters in general yeah. on the show. Like it feels like um a family of sort of incestuous uh people who who think they're above everyone else and own monsters that can murder everybody. Yeah. Aren't like uh great hero types to me. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. And- and you said something that I that I always that always made me laugh, which is we literally, <laughs> as fans of this show, have been like, oh yeah, it'll be fine because the Targaryens just commit incest. Like we're like, oh, the Danny Johnson <laughs> exactly. is not a problem because that's what the Targaryens do. And it's like what, <laughs> right? <laughs> like these these are some pretty this is a pretty fucked up family. Uh, so I've never been like, a, oh, the Targaryens should win. It's their right. They should have it. They conquered <laughs> everyone with their, you know, weapons of mass destruction years ago, and they get to have it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, Daenerys eventually becoming a villain, that's that's not a stretch to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just the way you get there. Yeah. And also, not to be like a book reader neckbeard, but Hunter, you, you're also a book reader. And, and Marsley, remind me, are you a book reader? I am not. I don't have that much okay. time, David. I'm a book listener. <laughs> yeah, that counts. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you know what? I'm going to audiobook it, but, but yeah. continue. <laughs> Great. Amazing. Um, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just screw you, dude. Um, is, uh, is Hunter, I think you'll agree with me that uh, Daenerys is a more likable character throughout in the show than she is in the books. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, and I think that there's far more uh, hint that uh, Daenerys will will turn heel in the books than there is in the show. Mm-hmm. And that might just be a testament to how well Amelia Clark has been playing this character. Yeah. 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 Or, but it's also choices the-, the show makes. You know? Yeah, true. Absolutely. The the show chooses to kind of portray her as this sort of conquering hero. Yes. More than... And part of it is, you know, just seeing it. And Amelia Clark does give a very winning performance, so... 
you know. It's, yeah, because I mean, I would say, I mean, similarly, I think, I think Cersei is a more uh, is a more relatable character on the show, which I think is uh, partially due to Lena Hetty's uh, Lena Hetty's performance. Yeah. Although, I mean, it, the fourth book really opens Cersei up as a character. Yeah. Sure. But anyway, that's enough book talk. That's all the book talk will do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm fine with uh, where where that ended. I still think that it would have made more sense to like the the way that they handled it with the the bells. Yeah. Uh, back in that um, uh, in episode five didn't necessarily make sense. It it would have made more sense if there was a little more provocation for uh, for something that that Cersei did something to push it a little bit more and then then they tried to talk her down and she was like no she's yeah. going to keep on pushing until uh until we lose or until something something else bad happens yeah. so i feel we'll, like we'll, even we'll back. i feel like even if there was a, a scenario where the people of king's landing did something to uh <laughs> Actively not accept Daenerys, or mm-hmm. or if they were like th- like throwing rocks or something along yeah. those lines, and uh, she ended up just like saying "fuck it," yeah, I'll just kill you because mm-hmm. you, you don't want to comply, you yeah. know? Yeah, it Anything. just it just yeah, it, it just seemed way too sudden and out of out of character, out yeah. of out of you know character with the character right. of Daenerys that was presented in the show. Yeah, to have such a very clear, quick, swift, decisive victory. Uh, and then be like, uh, you know, almost yeah. steam coming out of her ears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me kill uh, women and children. Yeah, all of a uh, just yeah, still seemed a little a little off. Uh, and yes, we are aware of the different foreshadowing things, but uh, and we're not complaining about how about what happened. We're complaining about the road that got us there. Right. Uh, we wanted to see more of the work. Uh, what about the Tyrion walking through the ruins? Uh, and stumbling upon the golden hand, <laughs> so just <dumb>. conveniently. <laughs> yeah. That's another goofy thing. With the hand just sticking yeah. out of the rubble. There's one little pile of yeah. rubble. Yeah, the entire room. And all of that was just so that they could have that lovely shot of Jamie holding Cersei and them looking like twins in utero, which was beautiful. I, I thought I I enjoyed that shot. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of work for Peter Dinklage. They made him cry. Mm-hmm. He's got to yeah. cry. He's got to smack the rock against the rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he had to pick up like three <laughs> bricks <laughs> yeah. out of all the rubble that that we saw fall. He had to climb through yeah, one of those uh, tunnels. He could have and twisted his ankle. <laughs> yeah, I think that it was kind of ridiculous the way the staging, like, get a tighter shot. Don't show us all of that space where they couldn't have done Yeah, right. Oh, for uh, sure. Get a, get a tighter shot. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not doing the filming. Weiss <laughs> uh, and Benioff were doing the filming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, they were. Oh, boy. Uh yeah, I mean, we're not going to re-litigate the yeah. Jamie and Cersei deaths. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I'm, I'm okay with them having died together. I don't think that it makes much sense, but I don't know that that's how the book is going to yeah. handle things. We'll see. It, what? Oh, go ahead, Honor. 
Uh, probably not the same way. I had forgotten that the show doesn't have the same prophecy as the books for the way that Cersei dies. I just kind of assumed it was the same. Um, So, yeah, in the books it'll probably be a little different, I would imagine. I was thinking, like, what if they, like, poisoned each other or something along Mm. those lines just to, like, not give anybody else the gratification of, like, killing them or Cersei specifically. Um, And I think even, even with that, it's, like, kind of... Um, poetic in some sort, uh, in, in, in some sense, uh, because two of their children died via poison, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just, I just wanted a little bit more. But yeah, again, we don't have to get back into that. Yeah. You know? uh, when the when the winds of winter does come out, uh, we'll be doing we'll be doing more when. episodes. When <laughs> when, <laughs> when. Uh, we'll be doing more episodes of this podcast, maybe like chapter by chapter or something. Uh, and, uh, George, Georgie boy was, um, uh, let something out on his blog saying it was either his blog or an interview, uh, that I saw recently where he says he was asked if the book will be ending things differently. Uh, and he says, yeah, and no, but yes. (laughs) So there's that that's out there. Yeah. Um, just finish the book. Yeah. (laughs) Just finish it. Uh, Tyrion quits as hand and is imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Takes that thing off, throws it down the steps, uh, and then is taken away. I gotta say, we're already in, uh, we're already in bold territory where it's like, okay, <clears throat> uh, Grey Worm, uh, executing people in the streets, yeah. Daenerys, uh, you know, burning people. Uh, got the whole crew disrespecting her, or I got the whole crew in front of her. She's speaking to an entire army, yeah. and then uh, Tyrion freaking comes up to her, throws his pin uh, down, and calls her out. Yeah. And he's quietly escorted right. to uh, the crypts, and uh, oh, and he's allowed one visitor. He's allowed to see his <laughs> return. Yeah, he got his one call. <laughs> You ruined their whole party too. They were they were hollering. They were thumping their spears. Mm-hmm. Throws that pin. Everyone quiets down right yeah. right away. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Danny who just killed a bunch of innocent people and gave a very tyrannical speech uh, probably would have executed him right then and there because he's done a lot of shit to kind of put her in a bad position yeah. yeah and she said the last the next time yeah you fuck with me you're done yeah and she just had freaking dragon wings we skipped yeah. right over that yeah. it came yeah. right out of her back <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah david hated that <laughs> it was so dumb yeah as like a saying. shot as like a painting it, it would be cool but like yeah, it was very yeah, good. Yeah, put I'm that painting on the side yeah. of a van, <laughs> right out of a van. <laughs> it was like something out of uh, the Devil's Advocate. Yeah. I enjoyed it yeah. for what it was. Did you also like the uh, when uh, Euron died and stared into the camera and said that he I killed Jamie Lannister? No, that is that wasn't art. Loved that was, I loved it. No, that. that was art. That was art. That was definitely art because I've seen portraits of presidents where they were looking directly into the camera. <laughs> no, uh, Euron should have died on the boat. Yeah, died on a. Let me just say he should a- have died on a boat last season. Yeah. I feel like in Yara, in Yara should have 
probably yeah. had at least something to do with it. Yeah. Uh, come on. Um, yeah, it, yeah, David, it was, like, bold uh, for, for Tyrion to just... Uh, I guess at this point, though, he has nothing to lose. Might as well speak his mind. Yeah. Uh, at this point, he feels that uh, all is lost, and um, we're fucked, so I quit, and y'all can go to hell. Uh, he, he probably expected to be killed, right. not to be escorted away quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, any further? No. No. All right. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, he does have a visitor. Uh, John visits him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just trying to convince him. Uh, Tyrion's trying to convince John that Danny is uh, bad. Yeah. Yeah, and how does John sell that meeting? <laughs> Again, like, is he say, hey, Grey Worm, I need to talk to Tyrion? And, and Grey Worm's like, sure, no problem. <laughs> right. Does John say, hey, Danny, I need to talk to Tyrion? I don't know. And he had to check his weapons, too, right? He did. Yeah. He did. And he was able to have a very private conversation where that was... Yeah, nobody was listening by the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although, why did he have to check his weapon? I guess. Like, what's the fear there? Yeah, oh, well, they were going to put get... Tyrion on trial. <laughs> that John might go in we're there and kill him? going to execute him without due process. <laughs> right. John, notorious hothead, can go in there. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in King's Landing just got due process. Right. <laughs> so we don't want to change anything now. Uh, yeah. Then John has his meeting with Danny uh, and is kind of getting in her face a little bit. And saying, have you been down there? Have you seen what's going on? Women and children are dying, uh, burning alive. And uh, then she starts talking about how she couldn't count the 20 a couple times, right? Yeah, that was <laughs> so weird. Yeah. When I was just a little girl, I couldn't count to 20. Um, and the sword with a thousand, uh, the chair with a thousand blades of his enemies. Um, what does it look like? And uh, John doesn't want to hear any, hear any of it. Um, and then mid makeout yeah. stabs her. Oh, by the way, just for the geeks, um, there, that actually there was a nice shout out there to how George R. R. Martin actually envisions the Iron Throne. Uh, he's talked about this at times that the Iron Throne, and there you can see concept art of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Iron Throne is supposed to be so tall yeah. that. Uh, that it, that a king literally looks pathetic trying to climb up it. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's supposed to be this like massive mountain of swords. Wasn't the Iron Throne, uh, and y'all can correct me, supposedly forged by Dragonfire? It was. Yeah. yeah. So having it destroyed by Dragonfire, yeah. I guess, is yeah. somewhat uh, cyclical. Yeah. Um, the, the closing of that loop yeah. in any case um, yeah so yeah stabs Danny she's dead Drogon is uh, as David would put it lying kinning, kinging her yeah. uh, and carries her off to um, somewhere yeah how smart are these dragons and I, I'm Pretty wondering smart. like I, I don't know I, I feel like the the response of Drogon like your your mother was just murdered, and and the murderer is right in front of you. Yeah, and I, even if you're even if you realize that your mom was a little little crazy, 
like I, I don't know. I, I I would expect there to be some sort of backlash, some sort of consequences for for the murderer. Yeah. So I think it pitches it either as he's very smart and he understands symbolism, and yeah. he sees this and he's like, alas. It was my mother's desire for this cursed throne that killed her. <laughs> I'll destroy it. Or he's a big dummy, and there's something pointy sticking in her, and he looks around, <laughs> and he sees the chair, and he's yeah. like, the chair's pointy. <laughs> David sent me a wonderful cartoon about this. <laughs> uh, you should link that on the episode page. Uh, yeah. And he destroys the chair for killing his mom. Yeah. It's like a picture of a chair with a frowny face <laughs> on it. <laughs> John running towards it going, Danny, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think dragons are supposed to be pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen some hints of intelligence, not necessarily symbolism uh, grasping intelligence uh, of them over the over the years, uh, but we've seen some, some bits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... Picks her up in one of his uh, one of his claws and and flies off to somewhere. Ooh, somewhere. We didn't get to hear where. Sensibly, the Dothraki Sea again. That's what, that's what I was they, thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah is the uh, the sea. Um, we almost hear, but Bronn interrupts uh, during that small council meeting because Sam is says uh, he was last spotted flying toward, uh-huh. and then Bronn interrupts. Uh-huh. Far away from here, you know, the further the better. Uh, and then they, we have that brand. I thought the brand was going to do something. I thought it was going to hook up the Cerebro and yep. um, find out where. But then it, that's another off-screen thing. That listen, listen, listen. I, I know that the events of that episode might make you think otherwise, but why should we expect brand to do anything worthwhile? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, God. Fucking Bran is good. Oh my gosh, it's it's that is annoying. That is just one more opportunity for him to do one thing that would have been satisfying, which is let us know where Danny Danny's final resting place is. Yeah, just, and he can't even close there. Yeah, just do the the white eyes thing and warg, and then just like do like three seconds, and then come back and let us know something. Yeah, it, has he done anything since the Hodor moment? Is he, like, uh, used his powers in any way? He warged into ravens, flew over the wall, and spied on the Night King uh, over Eastwatch. Okay. Uh, so we saw that. Uh, and he was supposedly flying through... Not supposedly. We did see him warging into ravens. He's warged into ravens. Raven. That's what yeah, he's that's done. that's it. <laughs> I think that the guy, the showrunners have zero interest in those powers. Be Like, I think George R. R. Martin told them about the Hodor thing, and they're like, okay, cool. And then beyond that, they're like, I don't know, he likes birds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This stuff is stupid. <laughs> I want more shots of the dragon. Make the dragon come out of stuff. Make the dragon pretend to be other stuff. Make yeah. the dragon burn. Oh yeah! Thing. You know what? I, you know what I'd love to see is I'd love to see um, like the tower, just like a lot of flags, like flapping in the wind <laughs> in the tower. Uh, you ever seen like a Dio music video? Make it look <laughs> like that. Uh, I can see it being like, all right, D and D. We can we can do those things, but for each animation, we lose a page of story. Uh, no problem. <laughs> you got in yourself fact, a deal. In fact, that's better for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you wait. So you do more cool shit 
and we write less, <laughs> deal. <laughs> no backseats. Uh, <laughs> Can't take your back. <laughs> oh, HBO's not going to like this. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're already talking about Bran as king and the, the king's mood and the, the, the epilogue. So what other thoughts do you have? Okay, I'll start by saying that there was a season of television yeah. in between John stabbing Daenerys and the King's movie. Uh, 100%, yes. yes. There was at least a season of... There was at least two seasons of television in this final episode. episode. I agree. Yeah, there's a yeah. full episode at least for the King's moot <laughs> yeah. before, you know? And now it's just a bunch of random people show up. Yeah. There are seven seasons in this final episode. <laughs> and we just ended it. Great. Uh, yeah, there is. There's, like, we had the, and we talked about this before, but the uh, lead up to the Battle of Winterfell, that's a 10 episode season. Yeah. The lead up to the Battle of King's Landing, that's a 10 episode season. Uh, the lead up to um, the, uh, or da- Daenerys, like, burning, like, that ends with Daenerys burning down King's Landing. And then you have a season of uh, episodes where Danny is uh, ruling, uh, and then it ends with John killing Danny, yeah. and then you have a season of aftermath. Yeah, and also like within that, you I think it would obviously lend to um, the opportunity to build their relationship between mm-hmm. uh, John and Danny because even though uh, the scene where where John murders her, uh, I, I didn't have too many issues with it. Um, besides the fact that it didn't, I didn't feel as much as I, I feel like I should have, because mm-hmm. I feel like, um, their relationship, what hasn't been a, a thing for long enough to yeah. really matter. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of just, again, felt empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of a thing that they tell you about than you see, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's just like, they oh, love you, other. they love each other. Mm-hmm. You love her. You know, I yeah. don't see any of it really. Uh, I didn't love that the that death scene yeah uh it was framed really weird which the john and daenerys yeah. one. it was framed you don't see anything you just kind of hear a stab noise it, <laughs> yeah. it's just kind of like uncomfortable too yeah like and also okay to to have it happen while like they're kissing is really fucked up i think and like there's weird connotations there yeah you go ahead, David, with what you... I was also going to say that I, especially talk when she's talking to somebody as stupid as Jon Snow, <laughs> I don't think that her speech was enough to convince somebody that this was somebody who was who, who would be unreasonable and genocidal going forward. Hmm. She says, she, he says, who will decide... What the world is like. And she says, I will, and you will. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what about everybody else? And she's like, they're not fucking king and queen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what does John want from a monarch? What does he expect? Um, I, You know, I, I, it, it, that just, you know, especially as somebody who has been saying for the last six episodes, she's my queen. Like, <laughs> she says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be queen. That's what's going to happen. I, she's like, I trust you and I'm going to stand it. You know, I'm, I'll listen to you. Other than that, I'm listening to my gut. Also, Tyrion again has been dumb shit for four <laughs> <Yeah>. seasons. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, and, and just to go back to Mike, your thing about, um, you know, this could have been a season, this could have been a season that adds up to 10 seasons, which is exactly what HBO wanted. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which suggests to me that uh, that these guys were like in a room with a development executive and they were like, yeah, so this is how the last, uh, this is how the show ends. And the development exec was like, all right, great. So it sounds like we'll have a season for the battle of Winterfell. We'll have a season uh, for the battle of King's landing. Then we'll have a season where Daenerys slowly goes crazy and a season where we kind of uh, wrap things up and they went, eh, yikes. <laughs> 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 we kind of promised we kind of promised Star Wars that we'd be at their house pretty soon. <laughs> but but don't worry, we've got a great pitch for you after this one. <laughs> yeah. Picture it. The South wins. <laughs> oh, did God. did John I don't think John at all mentioned his like deliberately mentioned his reason for being so uncomfortable with having a relationship with Danny. I feel like he didn't mention, say the word aunt at mm. all. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't he never, never once. <laughs> no. Like, Ooh, incest is weird to no. me. Yeah. Never even like kind of hinted at it. Like he just aunt. had these, yeah, he, he never said it. She's yeah. yeah. He would just kind of like, uh, get real close to her face and then, uh, <laughs> and then like look away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom in so we can see he's not tonguing. <laughs> You're my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, um, the uh, there's like um, I guess like I don't know what the what the t- term for it is, but there's like a, a synopsis of how George R of George R Martin's first pitch for the when it was going to be just a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And that ends with uh, Jon Snow marrying Arya. Uh, yeah, because I've heard of that. because they're cousins. They've realized that they're cousins. It was going to be a <laughs> so, trilogy, like three movies trilogy. No, three books. books. Oh, three, it was like his books. initial pitch oh. for the first book. Ah, uh, okay. So it's very long ago. The story yeah. got uh, very yeah. different <laughs> it, from that it initial pitch. Grew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Things happened in society since then. And, yeah. Uh, no. Now, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk at length about some of this stuff in, in episodes to come. Sure. But the whole John being the rightful heir was kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Him being a Targaryen was completely huh? irrelevant. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's what helped drive Daenerys down the path yes. she went down because she yes. was afraid of his claim, right? Sure. Okay. And it puts, like, Varys and Tyrion on this sort of conspiratorial path. And mm-hmm. so it's not completely irrelevant, but it's irrelevant to the, I guess, who becomes king. Like, yeah. it, it yeah. doesn't pay off that way, but sure. it's yeah. definitely relevant to the story. I feel like the story, the show could have ignored it all. And just focused more on something to do with uh, the North and Sansa. Uh, and have that kind of be more of the beef of uh, what starts to push her and divide John and her and his loyalties. Uh, and the lineage be damned. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, I do, I do see that it, it could help to push her in that direction. But if he's not ending up on the 
the throne, uh, or at least being offered and turning it down. Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like the show just didn't give it the weight that the I I would hope the books do. Yeah. That's well, the big twist, though, right? That's mm. that's why Bran becoming king is yeah. so. It's such a Jeez. twist. Uh, you were surprised. Yeah. <laughs> you were all surprised, and that's what we watch TV for. I wasn't surprised. To be surprised. <laughs> I was angry. <laughs> yeah. I was I was very annoyed. Yeah. And uh, and we don't we don't find out like how many people even know about John's like how who did Varys end up sending those yeah. uh, all those notes to? Yeah. So, I I don't think it ever really got out there. Yeah. Um, although it doesn't matter cuz when you see the king's mood there's like two people that you recognize anyway yeah. so you know there's no one in the reach there's no one at casterly rock we know who's in the stormlands yeah. mm-hmm. it's basically just writing a letter to the guy from dorn this mysterious prince yeah. of dorn fucking dorn gets disrespected <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, uh, th- for, for, for c- considering that, there was a lot of stock put in, put in Yara Greyjoy being like, no, uh, I, you know, I swore to pledge, I pledged myself to Daenerys and John killed Daenerys. I'm like, I'm counting the other people on that dais. <laughs> and it's like, literally, it's Gendry. Mm-hmm. It's three Starks. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's Sweet Robin. You know, so it's like, wait, it's like, wait, John doesn't have the votes on that right, in right. that council. His uncle Ed Muir Tully, or yeah, somehow relative. Not yeah, his uncle-in-law. Uncle uncle. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Sam, yeah. his yeah. uncle cousin. Yeah, and his best friend yeah. Davos. Yeah, yeah, Davos is on the thing, and John doesn't have the votes. Not even considered. Well, I mean, Grey Worm's not going to allow it. Yeah. We've got to have a a thing that Grey Worm will be okay with. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't see Grey Worm being okay with him going to the Night's Watch <laughs> Exactly. Well, no, they told us. He's he's upset, but he's fine with it. I want, I, I want to see them struggling to, where, to get Grey Worm to the point where he's just like, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just... Take over this city, they <laughs> please, let, for the love of God. We want to get the fuck out of here. They let, but we need some some form of justice because our queen was just killed. Yeah, they just let Sweet Robin <laughs> loose on him. <laughs> let him tell him a bunch of stories that he knows. Oh, sweet Robin. Yeah, I, I was really hoping for some sort of uh, Grey Worm versus John battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually hoping for some more battle. Period. Like some one on one. Action, yeah. but there wasn't any of that. Yeah. Honestly, John and Grey Worm had to settle their beef in the streets. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I agree. I yeah. agree. And we didn't get it. It's it's a shame, and and I I just feel like there's no way, given the relationship that Grey Worm had with Daenerys, um, and everybody he actually cared about was was murdered. He's angry, and especially like and things ending the way that they did. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would have tried to kill John like immediately the first time he saw him. Mm-hmm. I, like who at that point? Who cares? You know he he has his unsullied to to lead, but like yeah, no one's ruling. No one's telling him not to do exactly. Things. 
Uh, and it's a few weeks before any of those people arrive in uh, King's Landing. Right. 30 days or so, I believe, for a lot of the people from Winterfell to get there. Uh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But that's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it a lot easier for Jon to get visitors than Tyrion? Like, because... Did did didn't Tyrion come in and, and visit John like kind of without any any? Oh, this was afterwards, though. Yeah. I think yeah. so. They might the Unsullied might have already been packing up they, to go yeah, on yeah, the boat ride. Okay, yeah. At that point, yeah, they're already clearing out. Also, Tyrion doesn't have any weapons to check with anybody. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. true. Not even yeah. his pin. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah. And Bronn got his castle. <sighs> Whatever. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah, some way uh, or another. But, you know, Bronn uh, getting his castle is fine. But Bronn mm-hmm. getting to do a comedy routine about how much he loves whorehouses for five minutes at the end of the episode yeah. was a little much for me. And that he's master of coin? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, that, I, I, don't, I don't totally get that either. Uh, Baelish was master of coin, right? Yes, You're right. And yeah. what, what was his what was his big deal? He was just brothels. Yeah, he liked. That's a yeah, weird, that's a weird connection. Baelish was just, also a genius. Yeah, I'm just saying it, it was it's just a weird connection. <laughs> uh, not not a, a reason for anything to happen. <laughs> Mike thinks that the brothel guy should be running the treasury. <laughs> Mike wants Larry Flint in charge of the U.S. Treasury. Uh, Brienne of Sarah Brienne of Tarth. Uh, fills out Jamie's uh, uh, Jamie's journal, Jamie's, yeah. or the uh, what is it? The the Knights yeah. Lord Commander of the King's Guard history yeah, book, book yeah. thing. Um, says a lot of great things, yeah, uh, and is is pretty honest about the different things uh, that she and she goes on for pages too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are just like one page, one page. She keeps flipping and flipping, um, like an open essay blue book question, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, yeah, what was the last thing she said? Died defending his queen? Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. I was hoping that the last we saw of her wouldn't be her crying as he went off. So oh, I'm yeah. glad they yeah. gave her yeah. something something more. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. to achieve something as big as being, you know, the Lord Commander of the King's Guard. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice ending for Brienne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know feel bad that uh, she gets to have sex twice and then never again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and speaking of that, Podrick, also in the King's Guard, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody who has, has been known throughout this series to, uh, to, to get around. Yeah. Taking a big sacrifice yeah. for him. <laughs> Yeah, so him and Brienne are probably uh, to hit the Stone Cold Locks a little early <laughs> talking about sex. Because now that's all they can do with it, is talk about sex. Um, who was that? Whitney's, I think? That was Whitney's. Yeah. Whitney's. Uh, what else was Who was also the, the small council? Davos is the Davos. Master, Master of Ships. ships. Yeah. yeah, which makes sense. For sure. And Sam is the yeah. Grand Maester. It makes mm-hmm. sense as well. And then they have some interviews to conduct. Oh, yeah. Master of War <laughs> yeah. and Master like, of War. Again, what is that all about? 
Oh, you know what that is about? That's about the fact that they ran out of characters. Why wouldn't Grey Worm be at least at least been offered Master oh. of War? I I don't think Grey Worm wants to stick around. Oh, I don't for think so either. Minute. But it'd be would make sense a little bit. I think didn't you mention on the podcast giving it to old Bronze Jan Royce? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a fine place to stick that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they couldn't think of a master of laws, and so they just panicked and were like, "Okay, leave two open. <laughs> we'll give it to the unnamed Prince of Dorne." <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, uh, and then there was the the moments of um, gets to Sansa uh, as we're naming the king, going back a little bit, uh, and but the North shall remain independent as it has for thousands of years and he just does that weird <laughs> nod uh and the other lords are just like really yeah and that's not fair <laughs> it's insane <laughs> that they weren't also like oh oh okay us too yeah, yeah. right <laughs> like especially dorn like, yeah, dorn and the iron islands, islands. yeah <laughs> two Regions that have tried to separate before, mm-hmm. yeah, very much value their independence. Yeah, it'll be ten years before there's war again. Right, and there's going to be a war after Bran's done being king. Yeah, like, there has to be because he's fuck, he has too many powers. He knows too much, and then like, how do you follow that? <laughs> well, like, it's all, it's also just they're not going to get back and vote again. Yeah. It's just going to be like someone's going to be like, no, I want it. Yeah. And they're going to be like, no, and then he's going to be like, fine, I'll fight you for it. <laughs> is, is he going to... Yeah, and also, what happens when the options don't include anybody magical? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, is he the last three-eyed raven? Does he have to train somebody else? Oh, who knows? They who don't knows? Those are the answers we would that. have loved, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think half the people at that meeting know that Bran's magical. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like... I don't think most of them know what the three-eyed raven is. Like, that's yeah. a North yeah. story. Yeah, you know? I don't even think he said it in this episode. That's all he said most he, That's what he's been of saying. The time. Right. He's been telling everybody that he's not Bran Stark, and then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden in the last episode, Tyrion is like, yeah, I, I think you should be a king. And then he's like, yeah, I'm just kidding. I actually am Bran. Yeah. So, like, and I'm down to be the king. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, like in um, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, I know, you're going to be mayor. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, come on. Yeah, Bran. And Bran the Broken. Yeah. Bran the Broken. That's a great nickname. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it sounds good initially, then when you think about it in context, like, don't remind me of, like, <laughs> my, yeah. like, a fucked up part of my life. Yeah, and there's, I mean, Bran the, Bran the Raven. Yeah, uh, brand brand the birdie boy, brand the, birdie boy. <laughs> brand <Yeah>. the bird. <laughs> uh, I called our episode brand the rebuilder, yeah. uh, which I think is even better than brand the broken. Going back and being a little bit more cyclical um, sounds a little Bob the Buildery, um, <laughs> but there was brand the builder. Yeah, uh, and I think they called him uh, David. Did they call him brand the broken first of his name? Yes. Why? Well, that, that's, do they? Because yeah. they haven't counted the nicknames before, right? As first of their names. Oh, he's the first Bran. Well, his he's the first Bran that's is... king of Westeros, right? There, oh, all, all the uh, other kings okay. have king, like when, you know. kings of winter. Well, no, yeah, there's like multiple Targaryen kings, yeah, and they've all got like names like 
you know, Aegon or Eris or Jaehaerys. No, I know that, but there or, was like uh, Brandon Stark, Brandon Miller. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't king of the king of the north. Oh, he wasn't oh, right. That's so. That's that's where I'm getting confused. King so, of the oh, realms. So in order to say like the first of his name type of thing. You have to actually be king. Uh, it, yeah, of the seven kingdoms gotcha, is like the. Okay. That's where that okay. applies. Yeah, that's where I'm getting uh, six kingdoms. <laughs> that's where I'm getting confused. Just the uh, the kings of winter versus the kings of Westeros, right. seven kingdoms. All right. So first of his name, sure, but a dumb name um, and defensive. Um, <laughs> like before we roll out of this, um, relevant to uh, a conversation from a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think we've settled whose cup it is. Oh. And it's Sam's cup. Okay. Because he's also invented a plastic wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Specifically Poland Spring. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Was it Poland Spring? <laughs> so we've got a, a wealth of evidence now. This all points to Sam being a master inventor on the side. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. invented plastic. And hard paper. <laughs> for reusable cups. Yeah, cardboard. Uh, hard paper. paper. (laughs) Yeah, some hardened paper, (laughs) layered by layer. Uh, Yeah, all right. So Bran is king. Any other things in that epilogue? Uh, Oh, you know what? I'm looking at something else, though, that might be interesting. Yeah, what do you got? They're pointing out that in uh, in the scene where uh, Brienne of Tarth is writing in um, in the White Book. Yeah. That her breastplate has a sigil of a raven on it. That it is not the sigil of the Starks. Hmm. Okay. And so it is possible that Bran has taken a name that is not the Starks. That he has not taken he has not taken the throne as a Stark. Hmm. Okay. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still one of these things where it's it. like it doesn't make sense if it's not explained. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. We shouldn't have to fucking freeze frame and uh zoom in enhance yeah. uh to 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 see this. Yeah, we shouldn't uh, have to depend on bigger like, story Easter lines. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh one more thing from the the king election. Uh yeah. Love Edmuir Tully getting oh, up there. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Getting yeah. told to sit down and then bunking his sword on a pole. <laughs> yeah. that That's delightful. Yeah. It felt like a different TV show, <laughs> yeah. honestly. It felt like my game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was It was a great moment. Uh, it, was, it was several great moments. It was him having the nerve to make that speech after his pitiful performance yeah. throughout this series. Uh, he First, he couldn't uh, aim to uh, light uh, Hoster Tully. On mm. fire. That was him, right? Yep. Mm. Um, and Blackfish kind of grabbed it from him. Yeah. Uh, then he allows the... Well, then there's the Red Wedding where he kind of just scoots out of there. Yeah. Um, uh, and the um, uh, retaking of uh, River Run, he just allows the Lannisters to waltz right in. Uh, and then he has the nerve to do that. Um, that's a joke in itself. <laughs> uh, then he makes that speech and... Mm-hmm. Uh, gets told by Sansa to sit the fuck down, and then he looks around <laughs> like, Are "You guys gonna stand for this?" And no one comes to his aid. No one speaks up. Everybody kind of like looks down at their phones, um, picks up their plastic water bottles, and starts drinking. Uh, and then he bonks his uh, bonks his sword and sits the fuck down. Yeah, yikes. Um, and what was Sam saying? 
everybody should have a vote. Uh, yeah. He was like just yeah. talking like general democracy, democracy yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and they were they jumped to yeah my horse can vote yeah a like, goat ha, yeah, ha, ha. yeah. Like, uh, and whatever yeah dumb I don't understand why like nobody like there was no pushback in terms of brand being elected it was just it just well, seems like I, like I I just didn't buy Tyrion's story of <laughs> or just like his his, his reasoning because like. He he said that uh, what was it? he said that no, no one or nothing is better than a good story and I mean I think it's pretty arguable who has the best story <laughs> in terms mm-hmm. of like the people who could potentially be uh, nominated at, at, at the very least yeah yeah no of course it is that was an insane speech that like they really put a lot on Peter Dinklage for that speech. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, he's a very good actor, but I don't think anyone could, like, really pull that off convincingly. Yeah. David, can I put you on the spot for a moment? Yeah. Please summarize Bran's story. Bran's story. All right. He falls out of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can't walk no more. Mm-hmm. And then, so he stays at Winterfell until Theon... Uh, does something and all the while he's slowly learning how to turn into animals uh, <laughs> Theon doesn't have the heart to kill him so he's Snow White and the Huntsman's Bran <laughs> sends Bran away Bran starts riding uh, on Hodor and is like he has a vision he's like we gotta go north of the wall uh, clambers about they make it north of the wall uh, runs into Jon Snow, and Jon Snow's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I gotta do this, so Jon Snow <laughs> lets him go. Um, crosses a lot of ethical boundaries by constantly warging into Hodor. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, and, and in the books, uh, it is clear that this is a, uh, <laughs> that this is a huge, huge ethical violation. Um, gets to the Three-Eyed Raven, uh, Hangs out for about, uh, well, who, an indeterminate amount of time because uh, he's not in one of the seasons because there was nothing to do with him. <laughs> uh, sees a vision where the Night King touches him. That winds up not mattering. Uh, Warps into Hodor one last time, uh, and we find out that that's what made Hodor uh, mentally disabled and also what... Uh, or intellectually disabled, and also what kills Hodor. Uh, Bran gets dragged back to the other side of the wall, uh, does not thank the girl who has been dragging him uh, thousands and thousands of miles, Mm. uh, goes to Winterfell, tells uh, Sam information that Sam already knew, uh, (laughs) and then uh, appears as bait for the Night King. That's not a brief summary, but that's because I think I literally said everything that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then you, becomes king. Yeah, when you put it that way, <laughs> he's got a better story than this guy. He was he was literally uh, moved around the world. Uh, that was that was his his story. Um, the Per, the like you you just brought up someone who I had forgotten about and that is yeah. Mira Mira Reed. Mira Reed done dirty 
Yep. We didn't even get to see Mira or... Or her father. Or her... Well, yeah. Her, we saw her father in a flashback. In a flashback. And I think that's it. But that um, stinks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would have thought that we... I mean, there were so many cool things that I wish we would have seen. So many of the theories that we talked about on of our own on these podcasts and the fan theories that we brought into this podcast never going to happen uh, unless they you know that some of them come true within the within the books but um you know i was convinced that uh during the battle of winterfell that other children of the forest or uh mirror reed and people other people from the north would come to come to aid uh so many different things just uh left gone finished yeah. Hmm. Uh, anything more from the epilogue? Sansa's queen, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arya is uh, going west of Westeros. I, I have an issue with. I mean, the Starks are supposed the the pack is supposed to stay together to survive, and then everyone just agrees to like disperse and do their own thing. So, like, are they all gonna die? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem. Like, literally none of them are together anymore. When we... Frank drove me home uh, after we watched the last episode, Frank Farrell, and he said to me, you know, the problem with Arya's ending is that she never wanted to be a pirate. Yeah. I don't want to be a pirate. (laughs) 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 I think it's just a great observation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I got in the... I was out last night. I was out in the town, uh, and I got an alert on my phone from Twitter that mm-hmm. said HBO rules out Arya spinoff. Mm. Oh, so there's that. There's that shot. Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And John is headed north of the wall. Uh, my interpretation of that is that the Night's Watch may exist, may not exist. We're not exactly it wasn't sure. Clear. Uh, but he went to the wall where Tormund said that he and the other wildlings were going to be held up, mm-hmm. uh, hold up, and uh, then he went off with with them to yeah. live with them. Yeah. Uh, so, not exactly a punishment. So Grey Worm didn't quite get to <laughs> what he wanted because there's nothing stopping John from going down to Winterfell at any time. Yeah. yeah, probably not. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna really want to though. Like he likes it up there, yeah. so for him that's a pretty good ending. He gets his dog again. Oh, holidays and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All the Starks can yeah. reunite. Yeah. Sansa's yeah. not gonna turn him in for anything. No. No. Uh, yeah, and that was a nice, somewhat nice moment, I guess. Is mm-hmm. a ghost there, David? Was it you that had a problem with the ghost, with ghost thing? Uh, in that episode? No. Okay, cool. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> new business. <laughs> uh, there was a... And I will link this, because uh, it's a tweet I'm not really going to uh, talk too much about, but mm-hmm. there was a, a tweet that I'll link in the episode notes that kind of redoes the ending in a um, John Hughes, uh, everybody wants to rule the world sort of way uh, with freeze yeah. frames and uh, subtitles of what where they ended up. Yeah. Um, making up some of them too, which is sure. which was fun. Uh, but I'll link that because it's uh, it's pretty good. And there was also one that I'll link, uh, which was one second of every episode uh, underneath uh, is playing the uh, the Game of Thrones theme, which is just another neat little video that was that was cut together. 
Um, so I'll link those. Uh, so check those out if you're if you're listening. Look in the episode notes. Uh, any other thoughts on this uh, on this episode and the ending? Uh, we're going to have episodes worth of uh, rehashing the overall season and yeah. the overall series. Uh, but anything more on this for now? I think that's about it. Yeah. David? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't... Uh... I guess. I mean, there's there's both. There's so much to talk about that we could go on forever. Sure. So I'll I'll say uh, no. That's it. <laughs> and I is Brand the Prince that was. Pro- I don't know. I'm I'm just. I don't know if anything. Oh, I would throw all of those yeah. prophecies yeah. in the trash. Don't even think twice about them because the show does not value prophecy in yeah. any sort of substantive way. Um, yeah. uh, I do have, we got an email from uh, from the eavesdropping podcast, Tia, who you may rem- may know, uh, uh, with the question, is Bran low-key evil? Uh, he kept saying he wasn't Bran anymore, then he conveniently becomes Bran and becomes the king of the Six Kingdoms. Uh, also, I'm like, y'all got played because the Three-Eyed Raven is your king and we don't know what he's really about. Uh, so we talked about this a little bit, uh, and on the last podcast, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the only reading of the of Bran becoming king, uh, if we're to believe that a, that Bran has powers and Bran becomes king, then the only reading that makes sense of that situation is that Bran is evil. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it. the the problem is. Bran seemed like a completely different character this episode, right? Right. So maybe, but also... We got uh, Kaiser Solsate. This is a show that loves its music cues, so if they really wanted the the takeaway to be Bran's evil now, they would have lampshaded it a little harder. Like the dramatic chipmunk noise? <laughs> well, I'm not saying that, that that's actually what the show wants. I'm saying that a rational person... Yeah, thinking about what Bran has been for the past two, three, four seasons, and what has happened on Bran's watch, the only rational conclusion that somebody could come to is that Bran is, at worst, evil, and at best, um, like I, I guess I don't know quite what the word is, but. Um, is it was a, allowed a lot of awful shit to happen for this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Now maybe he had to doctor strange things and this was the only outcome where everything worked out. I don't know. Maybe this is the only outcome where humanity lived. The show's not, that seems mighty convenient. The show is not very concrete on what brand's powers are. And I think people put a lot of inference in them. Like, into, like, what he can do. But really, what we've seen him do is view the past, Mm -hmm. be birds, and uh, ruin Hodor's life. Yeah. (laughs) And that's kind of what the scope of his powers is, as far as we know, right? And people, like, put stuff on him, and do we really have any evidence of him seeing the future? 
Well, he did see. He had at least the, the part of his the vision that he had was uh, Drogon going over King's Landing. So that was mm-hmm. definitely in the future. Yeah. Um, and he also did warg into one of the direwolves at one point. Yeah. 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 He can warg into animals, yeah. but like not future. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't see him as having that much power, really. Like, well, the one line in this episode. That sells me on what David's saying. Uh, maybe not necessarily the evil part, but at least that he, Doctor Strange, something that he knew something was coming. Yeah. Uh, was would, if we know you don't want it, but if it was offered to you, would you be our king, more yeah. or less? Uh, and he says basically like, "Well, I didn't come down here for the view." Yeah. He says, yeah. Why, why do you think I came all this way? Which to me is yeah. just bad writing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also like. Part of, like, a really skeptical, like, of the show's politics are essentially, given this ending, um, the status quo should only change a little bit, and that's good, and uh, be skeptical of people that seek power. Uh, the, The only people that should have power are people who don't really want it, which is, like, a bummer of a message, I think, for the show to have. Um, but I guess, yeah, that's, you could read that line tipping that way. Yeah. But to me, it's just like a weird sloppy writing thing more than anything else. Like, uh, oh, this will sound cool, but eh, I don't know. Any further uh, thoughts, David? On that? Sure. (laughs) Uh, no. Okay. Uh, do you want to do a, uh, go into the vault for a, uh, season-ending Stone Cold Locks check-in? Do I want to go into the vault? Yes, I do. Uh, I just, I just hope I can get in. Uh, see. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Waterfall. That Patreon money <laughs> really paying off with the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> no, no sweet treats. Uh, <laughs> password. 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 Password accepted. Is that a foghorn? <laughs> Welcome to the Iron Bank of Bravo Stone Cold Locks. Um, well, it was a season, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm proud to say that uh, two and a half locks were met. Mm. Uh, so I won't go through all the locks that didn't happen. And that's out uh, of but I, how what's many? That? Out of how many guesses? How many locks? Uh, so there were uh, boom. So there were uh, there were twenty eight mm. uh, locks, and then a further uh, seven thrown predictions. Sure. So thirty five total predictions made, yeah. and only two and a half. Uh, yeah, two and a half. Uh, so uh, of course, Mike, your Jorah will die saving Danny mm-hmm. was the first lock to be hit at eighteen points. It was a good lock. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, 
the half lock was Whitney's conservatives are going to be pissed about the ending. Uh, everybody's pissed about the ending. So <laughs> it stands to reason that conservatives are upset as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the big lock, Caitlin's prediction of Bran being king of Westeros. Mm. That's a big one. Was correct for 35 points. My only read of this situation is that Caitlin is evil. <laughs> it's the only logical explanation. That's, that's the only logical explanation I could come across. Yeah. Um, Caitlin has codes. Yeah. Uh, so, Caitlin, uh, shout out to you. And also, actually, I mean, Caitlin really... Uh, Caitlin almost had a, a really great score because there were two episodes where she was uh, flirting with 5% talking. Yeah. Uh, so that really would have been uh, something to behold. Yeah, and shout out to uh, the percussionator uh, for us even knowing that uh, percentage wise. Yeah, because I certainly was not going to do the math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me either. Much appreciated, uh, but ultimately yeah. uh, means nothing. Uh, Hunter, if John had defeated Daenerys to take the Iron Throne, you would have won. Yeah. But he didn't, so I don't. But he didn't, yeah. And if, yeah, if, so a lot of the, if the grossest thing in Game of Thrones history had happened, <laughs> I would have come in second place. Uh, you know, if the dragon had uh, said something instead of just knowing symbolism, yeah. I would have won. Uh, if Euron had just done a little dance, <laughs> I would have gotten some points. <laughs> It was so possible. Yeah, especially with that fight. I came came close on three. Big, big whiff on the fourth one, and that's fine. I knew I was taking a big swing. Yeah. yeah. I still feel like the umbrella-like contraption one that I came up with <laughs> was way more possible than... Uh, I mean, that it sounds saying out loud, especially with all these cups and water bottles <laughs> laying around. Am I right? Yep. Am I right, folks? <laughs> it's a surprise there was an umbrella out there with all of these cups and water bottles laying around. Right? Zombies, dragons, uh, fireproof people, umbrellas. <laughs> Yeah, no one's going to invent a device to put over to hold over your head to keep you from getting uh, wet. Yes, from when you spill your coffee in the air. Yeah. Uh, all right, congratulations, Caitlin. Um, yeah, what does she win? Yeah, what's the prize? Uh, you win uh, another chance to appear in an upcoming episode of Stark Whoa. Raven Man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Caitlin, I'll buy you lunch or something. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, thank you, David, for the Stone Cold Locks check-in. Uh, that no would have been our, at least until the books come out. Maybe when the right before the book is released, we'll do a, uh, a Stone Cold Lock uh, episode for that, for that book. Uh, but this is the last for God knows how long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, David, you want to go to the newsstand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Uh, yeah, this is uh, David's newsstand. This is just where we shout out a couple articles that we like. First one uh, comes from Kyle Newbeck of the Philly Voice. Now, Kyle normally uh, is a uh, reports on the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, 
but he took out pen and paper and said, let's talk about Game of Thrones, writing an, uh, <laughs> writing an article called, uh, the Game of Thrones finale sucked and here's why. Um, it's actually, it's a, it's a good article. And, uh, uh, and you know, although he's not an expert on the show, I think he, um, he makes a lot of great points and, uh, just a little expert from that, um, which is, uh, he's talking about, uh, the, uh, why, um, the kind of the ruthlessness of Game of Thrones and, uh, and how that was a big part of the show and an important part of the show. And he goes, he says, this is part of what elevated Thrones into discussions with shows like The Wire in the pantheon of great TV. Actions of all kinds had consequences. Good and bad were not necessarily important. As Cersei Lannister gently explained to Littlefinger way back in season two, there is no substitute for power. By the way, mm. uh, go back at YouTube, that scene where Cersei does that. It's an excellent scene where Littlefinger is throwing it in her face that he knows about her and Jamie and all this, that, and the third. And Cersei just tells her guards, hey, kill Littlefinger. <laughs> and the guards oh, yeah. take their knife to his throat. And yeah. then she's like, actually, yeah. don't. And they take the knife away. And she's like, uh, let him go. Mm-hmm. Take three steps back. Yep. Spin around. Put your hands over your eyes. And the guards all do this. Yeah. yeah. And then she says, and he, she says, power is power. It's dope. Um, and I think he just makes a great point here, which is um, the thing that I wanted to highlight was this actions have all actions of all kinds had consequences. Good and bad were not necessarily important. And I think one of the things that we really saw in this last season, and again, this might be because it was rushed, but is that there was not that same level of where everything that happened led to something else happening. I mean, obviously that can't just continue indefinitely, but you really felt it in that last season. Yeah. Um, And then uh, this is uh, from the LA review of books. Uh, We've been really enjoying them. This guy's name is Aaron Beatty. Uh, Again, he's talking about why the show, uh, didn't work and what the showrunners didn't understand. Uh, and this, he's talking about essentially the star Warsification of the ending. And he says, obviously the show and the showrunners don't understand this. They went down a list giving endings to each story, which seemed to them to be plausible and appropriate, which they superficially all are. But the reason they don't add up to anything larger is that there is nothing larger in the show. Democracy is laughable because no one else exists in the show except characters with names. Most of them are now dead, but the few who remain, including long-lost second stringers like Robin Aaron and Uncle Edmure, showed up at the end to collectively fork and bras our way back to whatever passes for normalcy in this world. The the, The totalitarian threat is dead, and the democratic one is inconceivable. So we're back to the same old small council chairs. Uh, again, I think this is just a really nice, uh, nicely written point about yeah. uh, how the show in, in in honing in on the Stark family, essentially, in the last couple seasons, um, lost the ability to have a satisfying ending because we didn't care about the world anymore. Yeah. And the world was always the thing that was so interesting about mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, those articles, uh, should be in the episode notes, so if you're interested in reading, reading through those, 
uh, from the Philly Voice, and it was the LA Review of Books. Uh, just yeah. check out the episode notes and give them a click. Thanks, David. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, one more for you, David. We got some sweet tweets. Sweet tweets? Yes, this is the final sweet tweets that we might ever do for this show. Um, and uh, I actually have some this time, so it's great. Yeah. Uh, so the first one comes from uh, old, long-time uh, Game of Thrones curmudgeon, uh, Brooks as a noun, uh, who wrote a joke that I actually made in the room when we were watching the show, which was, uh, he writes... Benioff and Weiss's Game of Thrones finale included a character reading A Song of Ice and Fire because the fantasy genre allows authors to imagine scenarios that they've never experienced themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> burn. Uh, yeah, burn. It's a real nerd burn, but I love it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and then uh, Brian Crisp, a.k.a. at the Crispy One, writes... Uh, smart of George R. R. Martin to beta test that garbage ending before finishing the books. <laughs> he was salty, but we loved it. Yeah. Uh, ESPN, a former ESPN personality, Jamel Hill, uh, writes, so Arya became a stone cold killer just to start a bunch of Airbnbs west of Westeros. Mm-hmm. Bad times. Yeah. Uh, at five fifths writes, Last night's finale was like getting the easy ending in an RPG you spent a hundred hours on. <laughs> I, I felt that one in my soul. <laughs> that one really hurt. Uh, and then the sweetest tweet goes to friend of the podcast, Sean Clements, who writes, uh, and truly, who has a better story than Bran? Sure, we sort of rested it for like two full seasons in the middle because it wasn't totally, you know, working. But still, <laughs> Bran the Broken, who lived in a big tree we never checked in on, and whose second resume item is Three-Eyed Raven, which no one else on the show has ever pretended to understand before now. Checks out. <laughs> so those are the tweets. Thank you. Uh, yeah, man, sweet tweets. Uh, we have to... Uh, definitely when the, when that book comes out, uh, be scouring Twitter for, uh, for the takes, um, <laughs> because we can't let sweet tweets, um, it's gotta, it's gotta live on. It's gotta live on, Dave. It's gotta live on. Uh, maybe with other shows that we'll, we'll be doing too, um, if we ever do a live show again, because uh, right now we're doing, well, we're doing Killing Eve, uh, and, and Deadwood is going to be done, but that's been off the air for like a decade. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to have the same level of uh, public interest. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go back, and it's like to uh, the early days of Twitter, uh, and there's going to be like six tweets. Uh, All right, Uh, so that is is it. Uh, So for the episodes that we have coming up that we're going to do, as I mentioned earlier, we have the... Uh, end of the season discussion. We'll talk about all everything that we've uh, already discussed, uh, preferably or probably with more uh, varied opinions. Uh, and uh, we'll do our SRMEs, which is our season-ending awards, uh, and then we'll do our SRMEs for the season or for the series, our series-ending awards. Uh, we'll do some news on the prequels as we as we get them because those are those are in development. Uh, the one in particular that is in development is. One centering around the Long Night, uh, which has Naomi Watts attached to it, which should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's. I still don't understand why Robert's Rebellion wasn't the one that they immediately went to. Some of these people were already cast, but that's besides the point. Um, 
and uh, yeah, and then we'll uh, see what happens with these with these books and other special episodes that we'll be doing. Uh, but we will be around. Uh, so subscribe because it will be erratic at best. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you all uh, for being here. Uh, but before we go, some quick quick plugs. Marcelli, anything you got coming up? Uh, Night Shift, comedy family business featuring Night Shift uh, this Friday at Philly Improv Theater at 8 o'clock. And uh, every other Friday, kind of, uh, you can find me on the in crowd. Cool. Uh, and Night Shift will be... Every other one, kind of. Yeah. Uh, Night Shift will be every Saturday in June. Oh, yeah, we did. At 7 p.m. Yep. That's right. Uh, yep. With uh, Fit House Team Overlook uh, for that the month is, of June. That's uh, right. That's going to be a good time. Yep. Hunter. Um, you can see me in person at the Philly Improv Theater at, long story short, on Sundays at 7 and you can find me on Twitter at my name, Hunter Steffes. One of you has. Thank you so much. <laughs> I promise I'll do a tweet by the end of the month. I swear. <laughs> David. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at David LaSoul. Uh, I'm on Instagram, too. And, uh, yeah, I was on a podcast uh, last that aired this week. Uh, it's called The Improviser's Cut. You can hear me and um, Alan uh, Santiago and Mikey Stevens uh, all uh, do an improvised version of National Treasure. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say which one's better, but I will say that one of them includes Michael Jordan and Muggsy Bogues. Nice. So <laughs> you make the decision. Great. Uh, we'll include that link in the, uh, in the episode notes. Um, this is Mike. You can follow me on all the things at Mike Marbach. Uh, and as I mentioned a moment ago, we're covering Killing Eve, which has its series, uh, excuse me, uh, season finale, season two finale on Sunday. Uh, if you haven't watched the show, go back, check it out, and listen to those episodes. If you are watching, then check out Eavesdropping, a Killing Eve podcast available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and watercooler.com. And lastly, as I've mentioned, we do have a Patreon. We do have other shows that we do, and we will continue to do Stark Raven Mad episodes. So if you like what you hear, then go to patreon.com slash watercooler, and uh, you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You won't even notice it. Uh, thank you, Marceli, for, uh, for being here. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you, David. Uh, and once again, from the bottom of all our hearts, thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.